RadioInfluence.com. everyone or morning depending on where you are and welcome to the monday edition of the dark delight podcast with frankie val on the drums and beans we are live we're doing our first video live show everything's going off without a hitch so far i think we've got a bunch of people watching over on rumble good morning we have a bunch of people watching on getter as well we've got a chat going in both places everything is wonderful and we are off to the races frank Yes, we are. It seems so. This is the way it should have been. <laughs> well, it's this way now. So just... I know. I know. But it's fine. It's going to be good. The only good, the only thing I, uh, we really need to do, and I, I guess it's a problem for me more than you, but you slip up as well, is to really not say anything just absolutely terrible. <laughs> 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 you know, there's been a couple of times, uh, you know, afterwards, Tracy, listen, around the 25 minute mark, you just snip that out. I just don't want any problems for us. <laughs> You've said some stuff. Me. You have said some stuff. I've said some stuff, too, though. Um, as a matter of fact, like about a week ago or so, I did an interview with Jeff Dornick for his channel about like what happened in the GOP. And he wrote an article about it. And in the article, he quotes what I said in the interview. And I'm reading it and I'm like, I did not say that. There is no way that I said that. And so I, I texted him. I'm like, Jeff, I'm like, you've got to fix this. There's, I didn't say that. And he's like, oh, um, I, I quoted it right from the interview. And I'm like, tell me the timestamp. So I go and I listen. And sure enough, I absolutely did say that. <laughs> it it's, it's a problem. Uh, when you get into a zone, sometimes you go completely unconscious and, and things just happen. But, uh, you know, this is, this is the, the setting I'm usually in anyway, so I'll be fine. I just have to remind myself that we're doing things differently here now. Well, you're nice and comfortable, but I'm a little, uh, I, I got to get used to this and start relaxing. I match my background to yours, so we're like a little bit more in sync here. There's no halo today, but that's all right. Um, and we'll pop back in, in in the chat and stuff as we go. You yes. guys are awesome. Um, all right, so let's start, Frank. They just released yesterday an article at the Daily Beast. It, it's it's going to be. I'll, what's the title? Do you think it has to do with COVID? Can you can you guess what the title? Uh, is? Oh, I don't know. I was going to say Daily Beast. That's going to be that's going to be way down the blue the blue pill rabbit hole. So, <laughs> um, what's it going to be? It, I would say it's either. I, don't, I can't tell you what the headline is going to be, but it's the, the subject matter is going to be some kind of a rationalization as to why there was a there is now a perception that there was no testing about uh, uh, transmission prevention and or there's going to be some kind of deflection slash rationalization to the obscene, obscene amounts of just public death now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's it's I, well nobody wanted to be right about this but the things that we're seeing are just it's, it's horrifying it horrifying. is horrifying and i've got a clip that we'll listen to in a second of uh of an OBGYN from sarasota florida who it it's just it's terrible what she's saying but this is more excuse me election based so oh, oh, not really oh. election based, but this is, I think, what they're talking about. But they make weird comparisons. So the title of the article is the nightmare COVID variant that beats our immunity is finally here. OK, 
Finally, after all the other variants, the one that beats our immunity, which every other one has because we haven't been immune to them because they're novel, leave that aside, is here. A new subvariant of the novel coronavirus called XBB, Frank. XBB. Ugh. It's like version 62577234. Um, XBB dramatically announced itself because now they're living, breathing things, viruses. Earlier this week in Singapore, New COVID-19 cases more than doubled in a day from 4,700 on Monday to 11,700 on Tuesday. And XBB is almost certainly why. They're not sure it's why. They're pretty certain, almost. Wait, wait, certain, they're, they're certain it's why? No, they think that the new variant is the reason why COVID, uh, COVID oh. cases. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just throwing out random letters. No, 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 because um, you never know nowadays. You so so where is this new this new variant expressing itself? Well, right now it's overseas in, in Hong Kong and um and uh what what did they just say? Singapore, right? Okay. That's where they all start. But but there's a quote here from the uh a health expert from John Hopkins. It's likely the most immune evasive and poses problems for current monoclonal antibody-based treatments and prevention strategies. On, on October on October 15th? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Talk about October surprise. Yeah. We need we need to get inside now. The the werewolf is back. Yeah, and that they'd say that's the bad news though. The good news is that the new bivalent vaccine boosters seem to work there, fine. There we go. There's always a bright side. Yeah, they won't prevent all infections, but they should significantly reduce the chance of a severe infection. Even with immune evasive variants, vaccine protection against what matters most, severe disease, remains intact. That is a therapeutic that is not a vaccine. I, it, well, that's the way that they have been. Well, no, 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 no. They have not been saying, they've been trying to say that a lot more now. Uh, the first few months that this thing came out, the last month of 2020, the first four or five months of 2021, it was, you're not going to get it. The, the virus stops with you. Obviously all lies because they weren't even testing it. Uh, you know, they never tested it. They tested it in a, oh, I, I, you know, the thing I love about that, that story there where they talk, uh, they talk, they admit that there was no testing said so that these things move at the speed of science. Did you catch that line? I played that Friday. I mean, we had to work at the speed of science. Yes. I, I... Yeah, the speed of science, we know what that is. It's usually around 10 to 15 years. That's why <laughs> it's so hard for things to come to market. <laughs> you know, that we, we, we actually understand what the average speed of science is on in, in this front. That's why this was all so weird. But it, it, it moved from the virus stops with you to, of course, well, if you get it, and you probably will, it just won't be as bad, which how do you know? Because I, I know plenty of people who did not get any shot, no boosters, who had it infinitely less and less often yep. than those who, who got all the shots and are up to date with their subscription to Pfizer. They, they just, they just, and the word, the thing is too, is like, this is not wooing over anybody because if you haven't gotten any shots yet, you can't just get the bivalent one. You'd have to get the first one, the second one, the booster, then these, which is just utterly insane. But what's crazy to me is, is we've got all these mutations and everything, they're naming them all. And so this guy um, from, from uh, 
what's it called? His name is Hotez. I, I, I lost where he's from, some doctor. He started calling the viral cousins of Omicron the Scrabble subvariants. Why? Because they're using um, a nod to the classic word game and the jumble of scientific designations of closely related viruses. So now we've got Scrabble COVID, Frank. No matter what happens, there's always going to be another letter to add on to the... The Scrabble... Well, they, they jumped off of the Greek alphabet real quick. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they can't do that anymore. Now it's like b 757 sbb 65 just whatever. The Scrabble variants are indicative of what scientists call covert convergent evolution. That is separate viral sublineages that are picking up more and more of the same mutations. It's as though Omicron's children are all separately learning how to be a better virus than their parent and becoming more like each other in the process. Gotcha. That's basically saying we have these variants mutating in the vaccinated because they can't clear them at lightning speed, just like Dr. Geert Vandenbosch said they would, but we can't tell anyone that, so instead we're gonna name them after a classic word game that the family all loves. Anything they can they can sully and destroy and make uncomfortable to be around. And it, meanwhile, they're really, they're, they're naming virus variants that like they're naming those, uh, those secret DARPA space, uh, spacecraft, like their TR-3B, yeah. You know, yeah, no, it's it, it, so uh, timing and the fact that it comes with an antidote is what are, what are you going to say? Well, speaking of antidote, the next thing I've got here is crazy. Omicron specific COVID boosters appear to work well, new data says, regardless of the side effects you experience. What? How, again, I, I, Tracy, when you said, what do you think that they were talking about? I thought that they're going to try to get out ahead of the the increasing level of death that we're seeing that are that it's not just like the overall what's happening period but what's being caught on tape now Yeah like the guy um the oh. ha- the Haitian pop pop uh, star I that was terrible because I saw a, a video of him right before he took the stage and you can tell he's already feeling it Really Oh you can tell he's kind of like his head's down. You can tell he's dealing with something going on there. This and I don't know anything about him, but I saw pictures of him with his family. He's another another family man. But uh, what's worse, of course, is that it never stops with the young athletes in high school and college and even professional level. It's just not stopping. And and and, and just like I don't know, blinders. The blinders are are incredible. That's on. Uh, complete blinders. It says don't there's no need to worry. Um, oh, wait, if you already got your Omicron specific COVID booster, you might have experienced some side effects, maybe even ones that were more intense than your previous shot. But there's no need to worry, Frank. Experts and new data say the new shots appear to work regardless okay. of whether you experience moderate, mild or no side effects at all. Don't focus too much on side effects because I really think that the main objective here is to get people to be protected. So focus on that benefit of the new vaccines, says Dr. Yvonne Maldonado. I can't. The new booster appears to give you protection. How do you even write this with a straight face and publish it? How? How much money? It's like saying, don't, don't think about the chances that you may be destroyed by the heroin just think about the good time while you're high right right 
they, they literally here. I think that there's a, we know the data isn't complete, but it's also reassuring that after seven days, you're already seeing an increase in antibodies. That means absolutely zero goose eggs when it comes to beating, um, beating COVID or any other thing. The next one, here are the side effects to expect from your Omicron specific COVID booster shot. And at the bottom, this is literally in there. The federal agencies based their approvals off of several other pieces of safety data, including evidence from the original COVID vaccines. The updated formulations are merely a tweak to those originals and lab data on the shots BA5 element in mice. Six mice, actually. Six mice. They tested it six. on mice. And six of them. Yes. So that's the green light for five billion people to take it then. Yeah, this this entire article is about side effects and, and rest assured, guys, everything is rest assured. They're probably not. They may not. It may not happen. This may, that may. Oh, like, it's almost like they're trying to get out in, in front of whatever liability they may have moving forward. Mm. And then we had this this MD, an OBGYN, come out yesterday from um, Florida. And this is what she has to say. If it plays. Kimberly, this, I'm an OBGYN that practices in St. Pete, Florida. I can definitely say since the vaccine rollout started, we have seen in our practice a decrease in new OB numbers, which would be infertility by about 50%. We've also seen an increase in miscarriage rate by about 50%. And I would say there's probably about a 25% increase in abnormal pap smears, as well as cervical malignancies in our area. Now, ignore all of that, Frank, because that's just one kooky doctor from Florida, okay? She doesn't know what she's talking about. Neither do any of the other people that have done, you know, internal numbers in their practice to come up with some sort of, of, of like, reason for why they're, they're treating all these young cancer patients in their 20s and 30s. I, I don't know. That's just incredible. I mean, you can't even, women are infertile, basically. We were, and we were hearing that early on, but it's it's just incredible that, that we're still here. And it's, um, I think there's still just so many people. There's so many people that are on board with this and to being, being a part of it. And they are driven so completely by their political allegiances. It, they're really just they're they're really work. This is the attempt. We're in the middle of it right now for them to just walk on through and not pay any attention to the, the, the wake, the destruction that they're leaving in their wake. It's, um, it, I, I, there's, that can't be allowed to happen. It's just too much. It's too much death. It's too much destruction. So they, like when you've got a member of your high level marketing team going out there in front of the EU saying they never tested it to see if it stopped even the spread of the virus at all, there's Europe is on fire over that, Frank. I gotta say. Before we go on, though, I have to um, mention uh, Kobe Wan in the Rumble chat. By the way, thanks for the Rumble rant. Do you know how early I have to get up to catch this live show here in Cali? Thank you so much for joining us this very early morning in California. <laughs> that's, geez, that's like five fifteen at least, Kobe. Wow. I'm gonna have to keep it exciting for him somehow. I don't I know. know. I know. Crazy stuff. Um, 
So one last thing on the vaccine front, um, this is pretty sad. There was one of those uh, deaths we were talking about just a few minutes ago, Doug Brignol. Did you ever hear of him? No. He is a like world famous bodybuilder, health coach, health guru. 63 year old guy. Yeah. 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 I've got pictures of him. 1982, Mr. California, 1991, Mr. America. Guys like in the primo shape of his life. I'm scrolling through it now. He, he wrote, if I die, you were right. Basically a year ago when he started getting these shots. And he's like, I feel good about this. You know, those of you who think that the vaccine kills people can use me as a test. If I die, you were right. If I don't die and have no ill effects, you were wrong and should admit it, at least to yourselves. Better, let you sh- better yet, you should admit you were misled and tell the world who misled you so other people can benefit by avoiding those fear mongers. Yes. And, you know, the response has been predictable, though. Because uh, the true believers are um, are all saying, well, I mean, it was it was over a year after he took the shot. How uh, I mean, everybody's going to die eventually. So if you're just going to blame everybody's death on the shot, then blah blah blah. blah, blah. So so now people um, who who need to see, forget all the numbers, all of the first 28 day numbers. I mean, that you can you can choke on those numbers. How many people have been maimed or have died within the first 28 days of receiving? these shots um but but when it doesn't happen then the, the the default is well i mean if it's how do you know it's the shot six months later somebody gets some weird cancer oh well, that that shot was six months ago it, yes it's so evasive on purpose it's not even funny i swear it, and that's why and that's what we were saying too uh, yes there is always going to be a, a there's always going to be some kind of a window where you're looking out for something in the immediate you know, you, you go and you get a flu shot in the past, you get one shot or another in the past in those conventional uh, injections and you get a sore arm, almost like a dead arm for a little bit, comes on back. Some people get the flu, yep. whatever. But um, but the reason why there's so long term testing is not only because you're working out all of the immediate kinks and you want to see what's going on there, but you also want to see if any of those rats go and their and their their uh, uh, progeny go and develop different types of cancers and uh, disorders that that's the other thing it's like what does the long term look like so the people who have completely wanted to block their eyes and ears from what could be happening in the immediate after taking the shot they are now have to pivot to well you don't know if something that happened a, a year down the road had anything to do with those shots and the subsequent boosters it's like if, I, I, of course it could. Yeah. Of course it could. We're talking about a window of three to five years of not knowing what's going to happen. At least. And even even autoimmune disease take like they're not going to know. Like if someone comes down with an autoimmune disease five, six, seven years from now, like if oh, it's just terrible. I'm telling you, the, the biggest X factor here and we covered it enough. I know I covered it. Uh, I covered it a lot on my on my seven o'clock show is when and I, and I haven't been. um I haven't been collecting the the headlines now. I don't know if they, it's even still getting caught anymore. But the supreme level of evidence that they have been batching in saline. That really? There has been just inert batches of shots that have been sent all over the place. They have been found and reported all over the really? world. Oh, yeah. Just saline. I, I have collected I collected over the course of the first year and a half of this shot being out 
and other people have done it too, because not only have I found individual articles, but people started making collages of the headlines from everywhere from Australia to all over the, the United States saline and of course it comes with an apology don't worry the saline is not harmful at all we're going to get you back we're going to get you the real thing and all that stuff just makes me think it was a, a huge human experiment yeah that they have to they have to make a control group somewhere and they have to understand what areas are having what so, and, and there's going to people who took all their take all their shots and are completely fine in 15 I, 20 years and i hope I hope that's most of the people I know. I, to be honest, but. I I don't know. Like up uptake on this latest one is very very low. Thank goodness. Like stop killing yourself, people. Please, please. I beg of you. Um, before we change topics, Frank, two dogs. Mike D in the Rumble chat says uh, with a Rumble rent little tip for us too. Do you know how late I had to stay up to catch this live show here in Cali? <laughs> <laughs> Mike. A lot, of, a lot of quite frankly here. Oh, you know, Mike. Yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. good. Well, oh. well, Adam Carter. Oh, the Adam. first one. First one up there, too. Well, I, not not necessarily quite frankly, but still um, first ever D2, D2L uh, live stream rumble rant. Oh, you thank you, Adam. You're a sweetie. Adam's always there. He's always there, which is good. Um, we've got an audience on Getter chatting away as well, Frank, just to let you know. Oh, we're live there? Yeah. It's hard to see the both of them and also do a podcast that needs to air live uh, or later on via via video, um, audio only, but I'm going to try my best. We'll get used to it. I'll go in there and see if I can see anything. One more thing um, on, on COVID before we change topics. And obviously, like, Biden extended the COVID emergency, right, again, because you need to keep the money flowing and you need to have the ability to do whatever it is you want to do before midterm elections, which are in 21 days. But Anthony Fauci is also making the rounds. Um, this is what he had to say. I almost can't believe it. But I'm retired. mistake in so many states and so many localities uh, to see schools closed as long as they were. I think in some case, I don't want to use the word mistake, John, because if I do, it gets taken out of the context that you're asking me the question on. Well, did, was, uh, did we pay I, too high a price? Yeah, I would so say you want to use that mistake. what we should realize and have realized that there will be deleterious, deleterious. collateral consequences when you do something like that. This what the, what is he do even so, saying? Do, do something like what? Like what again? Close schools. Closing schools. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of consequences when you close schools. You isolate children from their friends. You uh, make sure that everybody around them is so scared to, re to reveal their their face that, uh, that they start losing track of the English language and what what normal human contact is. All, yeah, there's a lot of deleterious collateral damage when you put people into uh isolation that's why it's used in torture you uh, frog voiced i was gonna do it you were gonna do it you were you caught yourself right at the end here there's more this Froggy. idea that this virus doesn't afflict children is not so it does we've lost close to 1500 kids <gasps> why horrible that 1500 kids have died how many of them have died from covid Oh yeah, it's horrible that 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 they've lost their lives. How many but have to, died from the vaccine? I mean, how many have died before the vaccine even came out? That they were just locked in a in a hospital. 
and uh, and put on ventilation, put into a coma and then on to ventilation. And, and that's what killed people. There was a study, I posted it yesterday on Telegram that had just come out about um, actual lethality of COVID, like really after they take out all the, the crap and the nonsense and it was like under up it was under a percent for every age group up through 65 it was the treatment that killed people but here is where fauci here so far but with much less than yeah. the older population obviously oh of course yeah, yeah. but you shouldn't discount that it does afflict children so it isn't without consequences if you go back and i ask anybody to go back over the number of times that I've said we've got to do everything we can to keep the schools open. No one plays that clip. They always because it never happened. When did he say, say? When did he say that? Maybe he said it, but you didn't do any. To come back and say Fauci but, was responsible. But you see, you see, he can go and say someone who is working with the cabal that he is and is so so perfectly insulated and and encapsulated by the cabal that he is he is uh aligned with can go out and say something like that we need to do everything possible to keep the schools open that does that's not the same as saying the schools must remain open yeah it's not the same the, the, two different things everything possible means that there are limitations to what you can do to make that so that is two different things so he's oh, again this is snake talk I'll tell you, like, honestly, we handled it pretty well at my house, but I had two school-age children. They were so, everybody was so really affected by that, like, in so many ways, psychologically. You know, homeschoolers even get together to socialize with other people, right? So it's not like if you homeschool your kid, they're just locked in a box all day long and they can't do anything. There are lots of activities that homeschool collectives do together and stuff like that. There's always a socialization concept, uh, uh, like portion of schooling. And this, he, this little elf, this Keebler elf moron took it away from us because people listened to him for some reason after what he did with the HIV AIDS debacle. I don't know why anyone listened to him at all. Where am I now? Okay, so we're going to move off of Fauci. It's my little. You know what we need now? Now we need a uh, an official coffee sponsor for Dark to Light. Would so be everybody nice. Everybody out, everybody out there is having coffee with us and and uh, and doing the morning show. It may actually be a good time to announce my idea for Fridays. If you're if you think this is a good idea, I'll put up a poll on like Truth Social or Telegram. T-shirt Fridays, Frank. T-shirt Fridays? Yes. They, whoever out there wants us to wear T-shirts will send them to us and we will wear the T-shirts we receive on the show on Fridays. We have to wear it, so that can be dangerous. <laughs> a big phallus on my chest. That's what's going to, that's going to happen. I have to find new ways of saying new, new, uh, old school ways of saying rooster. Ways. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, okay, well, Tracy's exploring that idea. That'll be interesting. You know, um, my webcam has, like, this feature on it. Like, if I do certain hand gestures in front of it, it does different things. It's, like, super smart. So I, I waved, or I put my arm up and I waved, and now it's, like, following me and zooming on me because I waved. So, like, I'm moving, but it's following me. So if you see it doing weird things, that's why. Um, anyway, so 
we were moving to Biden slash midterm slash whatever. He went to Orange County um, in in California. Um, Orange County, California. It's actually kind of conservative there, but let's let's courtesy of Citizen Free Press, let's see what happened. They're running by with Trump flags. They're saying, let's go, Brandon. Ooh, ooh, we got a curse. We got a curse in there. We've got a curse in there. But they, they it was a very warm reception for him. Um, and while he was there, he was eating his ice cream, Frank, telling us all about how inflation is really only overseas and we're doing better than everybody. Yeah, inflation is only overseas. That's because their currencies are... are the, the United States dollar will be made to collapse last. So it'll seem like well, there's something... There's something... Uh, I don't know. There's something special going on here that we're we're going to be the last ones to go i don't know he uh, here here's the he's eating ice cream i'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar i'm concerned about the rest of the world Does that make sense no Yes, uh, our economy is strong as hell. What do you say? Our is strong as hell. Wow. As he's 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 not concerned about the United States. He he's concerned about the rest of the world, Frank, because that's his job, didn't you know? To be concerned about the rest of the world. Do you notice that the only thing that this guy knows how to do is threaten somebody? That's all it is. Did you see what he did to the Saudis? Uh, I, I saw the response from the Saudis about um, about about that pretty much uh, exposed. He was looking for a 30 day delay to any of their cuts to oil production, which, of course, are you talking about that? Yes. OK, he, so, he, he responded to their response by saying basically without, you know, paraphrasing here, they will pay. They so will pay. to sidestep having to continue to deal with the fact that behind closed doors he was trying to get a foreign energy provider to delay cutting production that they were to they were about to embark on just by a couple of weeks not that he cared but just delay uh, cutting production just by a few weeks to allow the midterms to be behind us so that we can deal with the fallout and not have it uh, affect any more of the makeup of Congress any further than we're going to have to try to sift through. Instead of, he, they just they just chose to own it and push through. Yeah, they, they well, said, I are mean, are they going to pay pay if they cut production or pay for telling everybody that he's been trying to get them to stop? I don't know what he means, which is the problem, because all this man does is go around threatening other nations all over the world. And then you wonder what the hell he's actually talking about and what is he going to do? Like, what does he mean? Is is it going to be another pipeline debacle like we with, with Nord Stream? Like, what is he doing? And and you can't conduct diplomacy like that. Like, you you can't just go around threatening everybody and, and conduct diplomacy in that way. Like... This is how they deal with their own the, the own their own union here at home. Uh, you think about what we have over here at home and uh, and how 
pretty much all 50 states are held together through coercion and bribery at this point, has been for a long time. And then when you extrapolate that out to the globalist worldview, where they really just they, they look on to American sovereignty with such disdain because their real views and their real objectives are global, then, yeah, that's why Ukraine is the 51st state on some days. That's why that the that Syria is the 51st state on other days that that anything that a country like um, like Saudi Arabia and their partners do that believe uh, will benefit them domestically in some way is unacceptable because it affects American life, even though even though um, when it comes to oil production and the Saudis will pay, you know how the Saudis will pay open up open up the hundred centuries worth of of uh, oil and gas that we have over if that's what we're made to subsist on for yep. now we have centuries worth of our own you want to make the saudis pay how about stop trying to make one person pay or another and just open flood, the damn pipeline yeah flood the american market with cheap readily available energy so that we don't have to wait for the saudis to decide how it's how much it's going to cost for us to gas up. No. So they never under no circumstances ever consider going independent on anything. Never. No, because it's against the globalist worldview that they're trying yeah. to push upon everybody right now. You know, the worst thing is, is that we caused this problem as it is, Frank, because supply and demand very, very easy by by flooding the market with our strategic oil reserves. We in we artificially inflated supply which then messed the market which then caused the saudis to be like okay we're gonna back off on supply to get this price normalized again so it was us that did it in the first place and there was a clip of the leader of opec or the president or whatever you call it opec plus that had come out and said that very thing on camera and then it was wiped from the internet everywhere i couldn't find it again he literally said out loud if joe biden didn't open up their strategic reserve and flood the market with oil that didn't really quote exist right because it's not it's not coming at a production line it's just flooding in from the side so like they're basically inflating the oil supply, which screws the market prices all over the world, which is what the world runs on. Does this make it, sense? It, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's exactly like what China was doing to us with their cheap steel. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So let's finish listening to him talk about how wonderful the economy is here. Inflation is worldwide, worse off everywhere else in the United States. So the problem is the lack of economic growth, sound policy in other countries, not so much ours. Did you hear that? No. The problem is the lack of economic growth in other countries, not so much ours. That is, I mean, I'm telling you, look, it's what I was saying. This is another reason why I was saying that as far as what the, the Biden administration was going to be doing. It was always just going to be holding pattern because they didn't really do much with their majority over here. They've had a, a congressional majority, a slim one, but they've had one that they can work with if they have that, especially when you have a cult uh, mentality like they do. They can do anything with a one-person majority. Um, they haven't done much. It seems like I said earlier on, it seems like they're just in a holding pattern until all of their friends 
the World Economic Forum and Davos and the, and the UN, they all decide on what what the plan is. Like they're not, they're not they don't care about American citizens in whatever state they're in. No, they don't care about empowering them. They don't care about anything that has to do with the traditional American governance being preserved and just keeping our place in the world. And that doesn't mean America must be number one. The only thing I want to be number one is my household. And you should want the same thing for yours. But uh, so the whole American exceptionalism trope, which has been demonized in so many ways, is that you're the king of your own house, your own country at home. And uh, and they, they want that beaten completely out of people and separated. They don't want that to be a familiar feeling by generations. Once that is gone, then they really have us where they want us. Well, they're working on it and they're doing it re- really quickly. Um, you know, I always wonder, like when we used to talk about this de- a decade and a half or more ago, about the new world order quote and you know all of that we were the crazy conspiracy theorists now they're using it themselves every day like it's no big deal bush bush one said it and then after that it was acceptable but look we have we have Buttigieg, boot booty edge edge as they like to call him on this week and listen to what he says this guy here he didn't mention one of the first achievements those direct payments hold on a little bit of an editing snafu there i was behind here we go let me make sure my volume's up. It's not. Hopefully you can hear this, Frank. You didn't mention one of the first achievements, those direct payments to American families in the wake of the pandemic, the expansion of the child tax credit. A lot of Democrats think that your candidate should be speaking more about those accomplishments from last year. Well, we are proud of those accomplishments. Uh, you know, the, the things that those uh, accomplishments have done, first of all, contributing to historic job creation under this president, 10 million plus jobs. That's never happened in this time period in the presidency before. In a- the, why is he talking like this? Hold on. American history. Remember, uh, we, we have our challenges right now, but uh, when the president took office, uh, we were facing an economy that was at risk of going into free fall. The American Rescue Plan stopped that. And it- uh, wait, wait, the, we were when we took office, we were the <laughs> the risk. We were at risk of going into free fall. What are you talking about? I mean, I guess as you walk around, there, you're always at risk of just your health just completely declining out of nowhere. But we were doing very well in 2019 until the Joe Biden delivery package showed up in 2020. That, I mean, that, that's just, I mean, they, they can't, they can only talk. COVID was their year zero. Yes. 2020 was their year zero. Yeah, because it had already, is, yeah. There's no mention of life before 2020 because they were getting their asses handed to them. And we weren't even really freed up that much. No, because no. The boot came off the throat just a little bit so that we can wheeze. That's exactly why everybody keeps like that's that's the way I like in the midterm elections. A minute for us to just take one deep breath in so that we can hold it again <laughs> for like another two years. Here we it went directly into easing the burden for Americans uh, with, with those uh, uh, those tax benefits that Americans. His got. breathing and is driving me insane. I knew. Thank you. I ho- I was hoping I wasn't alone I, with that. My, my anxiety is peaking. <laughs> he's he's like he's like a horrible leftist YouTube influencer. You, you, you know, you remember in, in Terminator 2 
when Miles Dyson is dying at yes. Cyber at Cyberdyne. Yes. And he's he's sitting that he's sitting there. He's dying. He's been shot. And he has the uh, the remote control for all the explosives in his hands. Yep. He goes, I don't know how much I can hold it. He's, he's, he reminds me of Miles Dyson dying in Terminator 2. We'd never this do freak. anything noble, though, this guy. So. Rat freak. Here, wait, let's look at his. Oh, you can't see his face the way it's frozen on the screen right now. It looks like. Oh, I know what I know what a dying person looks like. He, lo he looks like Howdy Doody. <laughs> and it uh, went into projects that are improving communities all around the United States. I was back in my hometown, uh, saw some infrastructure projects that oh. uh, that they're doing there well. with some of that uh, ARP money. The mayors know what to do with it. Communities know what to do with it. Families know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And I do think we run the risk because there have been so many accomplishments, right? The CHIPS Act that's bringing manufacturing back to the United States, uh, the PACT Act getting veterans the benefits they deserve. Of course, the Infrastructure Bill, the Inflation Reduction Act. The Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> He's terrible. He's terrible. I'm not even going to finish it because. Why do this to ourselves? Why try and make sense of that? That's not going to happen. I, I mean, I have I have one, two, three, 12 failures right here listed out. Um, he opened the southern border. He freed criminals. He destroyed U.S. energy, flooded the streets with de deadly drugs defunded local police, groomed your kids for genital mutilation, made sure every pregnancy ended in abortion, kick off record-breaking inflation with profligate spending. What is that? Profil profligate? profligate? Profligate. I never heard that word before in my life. A word I haven't heard. Um, train people not to work, extend the COVID health emergency forever, punish the productive and reward the freeloaders. That's, that's all of the things that Joe Biden has done for us in the past two years. I, you know, I was I'm glad you, you brought up the the abortion thing. I was. I've got um, what's his name? Uh, Rich Barris coming on the show tonight. And I want to ask him specifically about, uh, you know, a lot of things, but speci specifically about Lee Zeldin in New York. Um, and Tracy, I know you haven't been in New York for a while, but the commercials that they have I've, run. I've seen them because we use ExpressVPN. <laughs> oh, so you've been watching New York yes. television? Yeah, because Will watches, you know, he watches the Giants, he watches the Mets, so we, we see it. But yeah, the it, commercials are terrible. He likes to kill babies. He, I mean, he it's likes nonstop. He the Lee Zeldin stuff is ridiculous. I know. During the during the Yankee game last night, uh, somebody they 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 brought on a black woman to tell her abortion story. Listen to this character. Yes, yes, yes. I've seen this. this. Yeah, but tell us. Yes. So number one, she comes on to tell, talk about how Lee Zeldin is the worst person in the world and should never be kept anywhere near Albany. But she says that she was pregnant. She was in her first trimester. They were very excited about their pregnancy. So number one, she wanted the child. This is number one. That is not the, this is where you know that we're, we're dealing with mind control. This is not this is not. Uh, what abortion really is all about for um, for Democrats. Then she went to the doctor. There was a problem. The pregnancy was not viable. Mm -hmm. This is what she said. The pregnancy was yep. not viable. With Lee Zeldin as governor, I would not have had been able to get the abortion. What? So so they mischaracterize a if the pregnancy is not viable. It's not an abortion. You're in you're inducing labor, whatever the hell it, it's not an abortion. 
There's there's no there's no situation where a child needs to be dismembered alive in order just to uh, there's there's not that's not the case. That's number one. Uh, number two, the fact that she wanted the child and they put this story out there on onto the onto the airways that still negates about ninety nine point nine percent of all abortions that are going on in this country and what Democrats really are approaching the issue about, which is just contraception. This is not what well, abortion is in the United States. I'll tell you something. You're right. I had an argument. I, I don't know if you heard this and this just came across my mind. So I'm going to pull it up on my truth social really quickly. Um, did you see this guy in North Carolina who was arrested for not wearing a mask in the courtroom? Uh, no. Okay. He went for jury duty and there's no mask mandate anywhere, right? He went to jury duty. He goes in. The the They say, you know, you need to wear a mask. He doesn't want to put a mask on. Probably three quarters of the jurors there, he says, didn't want to put a mask on. So he doesn't. The judge singles him out and calls him up to chambers. He goes up to chambers. The, the guy, he asks the guy, here, he's on Tucker. Let's just play it real quick. It'll be easier. We've all kind of given up pretending that masks stop the spread of corona. They don't. And yet, amazingly, since we're supposed to be following the science, in many parts of the United States, masks still serve a purpose. They give the government an excuse to punish people for no reason whatsoever and to sort the obedient from the disobedient. That just happened to one man in Harnett County, North Carolina. The man's name is Gregory Hahn. He showed up for jury duty in a mask-optional courthouse. When he got there, since it was optional, he said, I don't really want to wear a mask. So in response to this, the judge, a man called Charles Winston Gilchrist, threw Gregory Hahn in jail. Now, we would assume this be a made up story, except it's not because Gregory Hahn is joining us now. Mr. Hahn, thank you very much for coming on. I'm not going to play the interview. I'll put it in the show notes below um, because we're, we're time is, is creeping up. But he, he was in jail for 24 hours, Frank, because he didn't put a mask in contempt. In contempt. I mean, if, if that's the case, then uh, a judge can throw anybody in jail for not wearing Anything. Certain types of undergarments. I can throw a woman in jail if she's not wearing the the, the color thong that I like. What color there, is that? I, I don't know. I, I maybe some. Let's let's go with the aquamarine today. <laughs> an aqua. Are you wearing an aquamarine thong, Miss? Well, yes. No. Yes, I, oh, you're no, in jail. No. no, no, no. Pink boy shorts. No. Okay. Well, you're going to jail. That's exactly. That's as much science. That he's invoking a, the, the judge who does that to throw somebody, Judge Frank, who throws somebody in jail for not wearing an aquamarine thong, is invoking as much science as this judge that threw somebody away for not wearing the, the piece of paper over its face. Guess what? When he was in jail for the 24 hours, he didn't need to wear a mask in jail. The, oh, good. So the craziest thing about this, the, the judge wouldn't even let him call his family to make childcare arrangements because he's a single part dad and his kid was home and he wasn't gonna be coming home that night. The judge denied him the phone call to call and arrange things for his family. The reason why I'm telling you this story, I'm glad I remembered because I was so blown away by it. I'll put the Red State article in the show notes below and it'll have the, um, the clip in it from Tucker. Is there on Truth Social, there, is a, there was a lefty that came along and here they are, I'll just, open this up funny s-h-i-t 
Want to see a threat of hypocrisy up in arms over personal choices and a mask, yet no problems taking away a woman's right to choose. And they equated us being upset that this guy was arrested for not wearing a mask to somehow something with abortion, to which I got into this debate with her because it's very rare you get to debate anyone on the left anymore. But the problem is she wouldn't respond to me. So... (laughs) Everything needs to be a completely unbalanced. Everything what? is a completely unbalanced comparison. It's what about like, like you said, yeah, but it, it's in such a ridiculous way. As you said, you, you, we have now university studies. You have people like their their golden girl, Leanna Wen. All of yeah. the authoritative voices that make these people think what they think have already distanced themselves from the effectiveness of, of, of six feet, of the masks, of the double, triple masking, of all this stuff. They've already distanced themselves from that. University studies have shown how it actually was an impediment to society rather than help in any way, shape, or form with, uh, with stopping spread of one disease or another. Yep. That is all on the books. So for anybody to equate someone refusing to engage in that kind of behavior from now on with someone taking away uh, i can't believe that they stand up for that right but not for the right for a woman to dismember a child inside of her womb and 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 that's supposed to what what is the comparison the whole premise is even incorrect that's the problem frank the whole premise she starts at is that the woman's right to choose has been removed it is. It, that's not what happened. But, but choose it, what? Choose well, what? Well, I mean, I nailed her down on that. I did. I, I went into it. Like, you just want... And then someone was like, there's birth control. There's condoms. There's this. There's that. And she's like, well, everybody can't afford that. And I'm like, well, then keep your legs closed, lady. Like, it's not my job to pay for your freaking contraception so that, so that you can go out and get your jollies off. And then I'm like, I said to her, if that's the case and you're all for birth control, what happens... What about the women who decide it's seven months along they don't want a baby anymore? What is that? What is that? That's, that's the whole point here. We're talking about contraception. We're talking about we're talking about butchery. We're talking about a uh, a system outside of the fact that this is all demonic. That from an industrial uh, industrial biological um, standpoint, there is an entire industry that's popped up around this, and there's actual incentive. You cannot deny it incentive for encouraging women to wait a little bit longer to make that decision that you have time to make that decision because the longer you wait, the more developed the specimen that God. they're going to be able to get is going to be so terrible. Um, it, it, it's 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 completely awful. And I, I, I thought that with Obamacare, all the things get, you can get everything. You, you can get your birth control. Then they'll say, yeah, but I don't have a ride to the, the pharmacy. What else do you need? You want an egg in your beer? You want somebody else to come by every, twice a day it's, to change your diaper? It's insane. What else? No responsibility whatsoever. Like they want to go around making choices and then not suffer any consequences from those choices. It, it was a good debate with myself because she never <laughs> responded to me. But like all because a judge threw a guy in jail for not wanting to put a mask on his face. That's where she goes. She goes to choice over killing babies. That's where she jumps from masks. And then I say, and then on top of that, you demanding people inject a chemical into their bodies that likely kills many of them. Like, like the hypocrisy is just so stunning. 
Like at least if nothing else, we're consistent. They can never be allowed to forget how cruel we know they are. Mm -hmm. Um, They can never be allowed to forget that or, uh, or or they can never be allowed to know or in any way, shape, feel that we have forgotten how cruel we know them to be now. Evil. The, the, the things that they have said about what should be done with those who do not listen to the Anthony Fauci's of the world, well, uh, how their employment should be uh, affected, how their social status should be affected, how their children should disown them, how, the, how uh, they, they should I- never be allowed to forget we I actually know how cruel they are I read through a thread on Friday's show Frank of this of everybody like and what they were saying about people who were unvaccinated and what they should and shouldn't be allowed to do and who should die and who shouldn't and who should get health care and who shouldn't you know the universal right health care the universal right well if you're not vaccinated a lot of them think that you should go inside and die or not yeah. even be admitted into the hospital in the first place because you're not vaccinated it's sick we remember, we'll always remember what you are, what you showed us that you are. That's, that, that, that can ne- they can never, got to work very hard to never allow them to regain their, uh, to regain their, their, that status, that untouchable, speaking from authority, good of the world. They are horrible, horrible people. Somebody, um, Somebody said in the chat on Rumble, what is Tracy drinking that is not water? You're absolutely correct. It is not water. It is iced tea. That's what I'm saying. And I, I do have water. Okay. Well, and I, I had this. Can I finish the last of this? We're going to go on a rant for like two seconds outside of this, which I think everybody in the um, podcast world will understand too. Here's my non-sponsored cup of Dunkin' that I get every morning, okay? You son of What? You gave Dunkin' Donuts a plug? Oh, no, because I'm about to shit all over them. Excuse my French. What time is it? Uh, <laughs> I invoked, I invoked a, a bleep. 55, 18. Okay. So every day I get the same thing. I like my, yeah. I, I get a large hot coffee, light and sweet. And I have to tell them the number of creams and sugars. I started off with six and six. It tasted like absolute. And this is every day I go to this place. Six and six? Yeah, it gets wor- six packets of sugar. No, six six teaspoons. Six. It's a large so coffee. It's big, but they never put six in, so it doesn't taste good to me. I like my coffee sweet. I don't like it b- gross. So then I moved it I up. Like to it gross. Yes. Okay, good. Why you drink black coffee? Are you a true Italian? I'm going up to I, black coffee and a little bit of lion's mane on the days that I'm fasting. Oh, but forget the, you. Over the, over the weekend. Cream. I, I I like cream, and on some days I will put a little bit of sugar in, but uh, it's not light and sweet like. That's only sugar I have. That's the only sugar I eat in a day. I don't eat junk food. I don't eat sweets. I don't eat any of that. That is my sugar for the day, literally, other than what's naturally in foods. So anyway, Frank, I moved it up to seven and seven because six and six wasn't good, and then they got it at seven and seven. It was good at seven and seven for a really long time. Then they started screwing that up. So I never get a consistent cup of coffee. So some days it's way too sweet and I can't drink it. Other days it's not sweet enough and I can't. And then they think that they're fooling me when they put milk instead of cream. You can completely tell the difference between heavy cream and milk. Oh, no, you can, it, it's not even just in taste. The no. difference between milk, you get milk, you get almost like a, uh, a cloudy gray look. And, the, to... and the, the smoothness of it is not the same. 
Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's night and day with cream. And actually, I can tell the difference between half and half and just cream. Yep. That's that's something else there too. You can. I'm sure everybody out there knows that too. But um, uh, what you should do, you have an you're in a, in a, in an office that you rent. No. Yes. Don't you have a small? It's not the same. It's not the same. I have my cream and everything. It's just not the same. I do. It's very much the same. You, I'm gonna have to get used to it. It's a habit at this point. I know. You just I, buy your black, your coffee black, and you get I back to your office pods. and you mix it yourself. I make. I have so much coffee too that I drink at home when I'm not going out for the first time for the day. That like I could like I have some coffee at home that I drink normally. But like some everybody's yelling at me in the Rumble chat now, saying that I'm I, I, like black is the only way to drink coffee. You will never catch me anywhere drinking black coffee the closest i'll get is espresso when i have that i had espresso on saturday night right before the yankees blew it well they're still around at least you know yeah yeah they're gonna we'll see what happens tonight um i i I, you want to know what ticks me off is bob costas you have you have have your problem with coffee i have my problem (laughs) with bob costas yes and i like and let me just say i like I like, I generally like Bob Costas. Uh, I, I think that he's a good interviewer, uh, I, I, especially when it comes to sports. I think he's a good storyteller, but storytelling, unless you're Phil Rizzuto, does not this does not belong in a baseball game. No, not like he does it. No. And, 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 and it's the thing that I don't understand is all these years later, cable providers have still not allowed cable customers to mute commentary on sports games like, and just give us the sounds of the game. You know, they were toiling with that this season, by the way, MLB was. Oh my God, you've, you've got to get rid of these people. It, it, it's it's so ridiculous, for even for anybody. They talk way too much. The Yankee broadcasters, I can't stand listening to them sometimes. I like, I like my so, guys. And the 2-2, and it's low and away. I know it's low and away. We can see it. <laughs> You know, you're not on radio. This is necessary on the radio. We do- You want to hear what Mike Francesa got pissed off? Yes. You and then I'm going to mark down because I have to play on Wednesday show because we ran out of time. We yeah. There's Carrie Lake, Katie Hobbs clips that I absolutely have to play on, on Wednesday. So I'm writing that down. Katie Hobbs. Yeah. Show me what, what Francesa said because. Listen, listen to this. And, you know, I, I this is funny. It was sent to me by a buddy of mine. Hold on a second. Hold on. Got a home run. Yes. And then I'm going to mark Oops. down because I have to play. What the hell's You're playing Rumble in your phone, I think, by accident. Oh, it was on Getter. My bad. We sounded good. We sounded good on Getter. Yeah. It's not bad. That was a pretty good audio stream. Okay, here's Mike Francesa uh, screaming about Bob Costas after I don't know what game. Beta got a home run. So you got three home runs. He used the power. Costas, who will not be quiet no matter what. Listen, Costas has just, I don't know, he thinks that I guess every word is golden because he just will not shut up. Everything's a history lesson. We don't need a history lesson every two seconds. Okay? (laughs) Everybody's a Yankee fan. They have Yankee history. They understand Yankee history. They know it backwards and forwards. Wow. It's not a history class. It's a baseball game. Be quiet. Do the game. He's driving everybody crazy. He's driving everybody crazy. He, Can you imagine being that unwanted? Um, here, uh, there's a couple of screenshots I took from, you're gonna love this. 
somebody called Fitzy Mopena <laughs> said they're, they're, everybody's on Twitter making Bob Costas uh, impressions. Uh, how it's it's pretty much trying to simulate what it's like listening to him just do a baseball game. And and it's a it's a comparison between what Bob Costas does for entire nine innings versus Ron Darling, who I love. I love Ronnie. I, I love all Mets broadcasters. Yeah. I think that they are top of the line. I really do. They are. It's a bit it's, it's the best team in sports history, in my opinion, honestly. It really is. Here we So here's Costas. While it may seem like a joyous night for fans on the banks of Lake Erie, the unfortunate truth remains. It is indeed possible that the Zodiac Killer who has yet to be officially caught, could be among the Cleveland fans. Ron Darling, I think he held his swing there. Uh, You know what's funny is that I found another one of those that we actually thought was real, and I did it in the locals pre-show because it was so hysterical. He's like, everybody might die. Ron's like, I think he's going to go fastball here. Poor Ron Darling just trying to do his job. Like, got another one? Here's another one on that respect. Uh, it says sh- uh, a baby flashes on screen. So there, there, a baby, sh- so a cameraman sees a baby at the stadium. Bob Costas, the mind still developing. She does not know all her life leads to the inevitable arrival of death. And then, of course, says the batter looks at strike three. Unless we too are seated at the right hand. And then here comes Ron Darling. Went back to the cutter on two two. It's just, it's just. It, <laughs> Did you see the actual live clip? I don't have this one. Um, I don't have this one. I have this one here on my uh, on my text messages because I don't have it ready to play, but I, I'm going to play it for you. Hold on. This is something that actually did happen. Here. As you well know, Ron, SpongeBob lives in a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. Like... It's... Because there's some people that are wearing SpongeBob SquarePants stuff in at the game in Cleveland, and um, I just—it's just—it's too much. It's grating. He has a nice quality of—it's a little monotone, but he has a nice quality of voice for doing a a a, a broadcast, a play-by-play broadcast. But the soliloquies and and the asides are horrible. It must. It must stop. I, I miss. I miss Joe Buck. <laughs> it, you, it must cease. It must cease immediately. You have been listening to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. You can hear and now watch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at um. Well, you can hear us at two thirty Eastern time. You can watch it at, us at eight thirty a.m. Eastern time live. Um, on we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn at RadioInfluence.com, on Rumble, on Getter, and also at UncoverDC.com. We will be back on Wednesday. It was a fun show, Frank. I think that this is going to be great. I can't wait to see where we are just even in December. I think this is going to catch on nicely. Woohoo! Share with your friends, guys. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Later. <laughs>